And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are explorers. We're going to stumble, make mistakes, I'm sure more than a few before we find our footing. But we're going to learn from those mistakes. That's what being human is all about. It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness, that is life. We're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. Base, the final frontier. Make it so. Do it. Hit it. Let's fly. I'm Aiden. I'm Lindsay. This is the Bix Pod. And this is our last uh, weekly foray into the world of current Trek. Yes. Um, as we dive into the final episode, the series finale of Star Trek Picard Season 3. The Last, the last generation. generation. Yes. Um, yeah, so I guess... Aiden, you are going to we're gonna we're gonna be on I don't want to say completely opposite sides of the coin, but you are definitely going to be taking up the con side of the pros and cons <laughs> argument um, for this episode. You were not a fan. I was. There were still lots of moments I loved. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. And overall, the the series kind of worked for me. Kind of mm-hmm. didn't. Um, but yes, there were there were a lot of like eye-rolling moments for me there was a lot of um a lot yes a lot of cons i would say but um lynn's i know you're just trying to jump into our notes and no no i'm not i'm just trying to prepare our our listeners for what's going to be another angry aiden episode (laughs) no it's like last week it's not gonna be nearly as angry as last week and that was really just the one sequence that i was really upset about last week (laughs) this this week i have a whole other sequence (laughs) but no there's there's uh there's some definite pros here um and some cons that we'll we'll discuss but um before we get into that Lindsay, yep 30 seconds the whole episode including detailed descriptions oh, of the Borg Queen's uh, upper anatomy injuries. Okay, I need it all. No, um, that, that isn't going to happen. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, yeah, so 30 seconds are on the clock when you're ready, Lindsay. All right, I'm ready. In three, two, one, go. So Seven on the Titan has figured out a way to try and attack the Borg fleet that's attacking Earth. So they are doing their thing. Um, the Enterprise figures out that there's a Borg cube hidden in Jupiter. So they go there and manage to rescue Jack, who's Borgified himself, um, just in time to make it back to the solar system, the center of the solar system, where... Um, the Borg fleet is de-Borgifying themselves. And then we skip forward a year and everything's hunky-dory. Hilarity literally ensued, Lindsay. That yeah, was, it did. That was good. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, they go and rescue Jack. I mean, that is that yeah. is that is the plot. Um, yeah, the whole seven... Rafi, I didn't even just realize, but they really didn't do anything. They didn't save anybody. They didn't stop anything. No, I guess their, their whole like, thing was to like draw attention away from. Yeah, and I what, guess yeah, and they provided a, a perspective from like yeah. from that crew, like all the other crews that are yeah. also Borgified. Yeah, give the perspective. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, um, okay. and they had the cool thing with the cloak and coming around. Yeah, the cloak and stuff. it was cool. What began over thirty-five years ago ends tonight. 
So, Linz, what were your highlights? Because I know you did enjoy this episode more than me. So what were some of the things that you really liked or glommed onto and you're like, yeah, that was fun or this was cool or something um, like that? There were some scenes like the the whole Borg going or Borg, the whole Borg. The Borging. The, the Borg cube <laughs> scene, the, the Millennium Falconing yeah, yeah. through the, the Borg cube was kind of cool. That was, like, that that was, that that was, was very visually cool, yeah. Um, and Data getting all happy flying. And yeah, the, like, yeah, each character had a moment of like where they did something, yeah. you know, Crusher got to show off her torpedoing <laughs> skills. Yeah. Um, Troy got to pilot the ship one yeah. last time <laughs> and not crash it. And, and she did, a, you know, she was able to tap into where Riker was. Yeah. Um, Riker and Worf got to be kind of heroes, I guess, by hanging out with Picard yeah, at the end. Yeah. Not really sure what that was. Their story didn't go very far, um, but yeah. Yeah, Jordy got to captain the the ship again. You know, he went from being the guy, you know, piloting the ship in the first earliest episodes to captaining it. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Every character kind of got their own little fun send off. You know, in in an action sequencey kind of way. Yep. Um. So I like that. Um. And I liked the ending. I liked the the poker game. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was kind of sweet. Okay. What did you like about the episode? Uh, most of those things, not the yeah. ending. I have many thoughts about the ending, but uh, Data and Worf, for instance, the jokes, like they, they're just, they, they're really naturals at it at this point. And they, yeah. the, the writers knew how to use them. Like Worf falling asleep <laughs> when he gets back on the bridge because, yeah. you know, he's lost a lot of blood. Uh, you know, there was that uh, definitely. I really liked, um, yeah, I like the Troy and Riker. Like, I like the little character relationship yeah. moments that were there. I actually, you're going to hear me rag a lot on, on Jack Crusher again later on in this episode. But I really, I liked the scene with Picard and him in the Mind Palace mm-hmm. type Borg environment. Um, not so much for the fact that it existed. But once I was like, okay, they're there, whatever. Um, I did like the the interaction. I thought like, you know, Picard showing like, no, you're going to have someone who loves you unconditionally. Yeah whether you're in the Borg or not, I'm going to do that. That was, that was a really nice touch. I, I did, yeah. you know, I think it, it, it failed a little bit. Uh, and we'll talk about this later on um, in the sense of like, I still don't really know what Jack Crusher is all about, mm-hmm. but um, as far as that scene, the way it was structured and set up and, and kind of executed. And I guess even for Picard's character to, you know, mm-hmm. finally admit that he's, he's also been pushing people away basically his whole life. Yeah. That was, that was a nice character moment for him. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was a really sweet moment and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, oh yeah. And I really liked the, uh, the Borg queen. She was hella cool. Scary. Like she was she like was Eldritch scary. terror, like terror. Wow. Eldritch terror. Eldritch terror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She was, she was a scary looking, you know, yeah. and cannibalized her crew. Yeah. It was, that was that was intense. That was that was pretty intense. And I, I again, we haven't watched the end of Voyager. <laughs> We're about like ten episodes away from the end of Voyager right now. Uh, I mean, we know what happens. We know what happens. We haven't seen but it happen. Yeah. So yeah. like them arriving there, like as she was kind of like complaining to Picard about like you did this to us, you you destroyed our whole way of life or whatever it was. Uh, I'm like, did they? Is that how? Does Janeway go that far? I could I, I couldn't remember exactly I mean, how like, it worked. I I was a little bit unsure about that because again, season two did something different with the Borg that, and I kind of forgot. I was you know we remember that there's good Borg out there somewhere, unless that's been completely rewritten. I think it has, but but yeah. um, but the idea that this Borg seems to be coming back after. Janeway and Voyager left the virus with yeah. the Borg collective at the end of 
Voyager. Yeah. Um, that was, even though I'm kind of upset that they didn't refer at all to what happened in season two, it was still kind of cool to think that it's been 30 years that they've been, you know, kind of wobbling through the galaxy trying to plot their revenge, I guess. Mm -hmm. And revenge was literally the only reason they were doing it, just like the changelings. Yeah. I think that was kind of... It was fair. Yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of I kind of like at the end of the day there. And like yeah. her whole thing, like, we're not even going to assimilate any, anybody anymore. We're just going to kill them all. Like, yeah. that's our whole goal. It's like, yeah, that's, that is suitably evil. It's not quite what makes the Borg no. terrifying originally. But yes. for, you know, this discombobulated Borg, um, that was cool. So I, I, I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's a... There was some really cool moments in this episode. Tuvok returning was Tuvok. also really cool. That was really nice. And yeah. like even like Shaw's little goodbye to yeah. posthumous goodbye to Seven. Like that was that was nice. But it's also like if you recorded that before, why was he still giving her such a hard time during? I, I think it might actually be worth watching again to see if you can reconcile yeah. that that like because there were moments like he does let her get away with quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is like his kind of indication of why after right. all these times it's he's kind of uh, reimagined himself however she was brave and loyal and the book that she writes is going to be great and the rules that she breaks maybe they were broken to begin with slightly differently to the way that we normally approach these episodes normally Aiden will leave like a list he, he's the one who does the notes for the, for our podcast usually usually and then I jump in and I put in my little comments below his comments but this time I think um just to honor the fact that Aiden and I had such different experiences <laughs> with this episode um we're gonna go in with what Aiden didn't like yeah. because his list is quite extensive <laughs> And I saw you've uh, you've added some counterpoints, perhaps. perhaps I have. We might not bit. even need a Bix log this week because it sounds like <laughs> we're going to be disagreeing on quite a bit. Um, yeah, so I, I do have some negatives for this episode. Aiden, what didn't you like about this episode? <laughs> I mean, just we'll start at the very end uh, with, you know, Q showing up. Uh, I could not be less excited for a Starship Legacy show featuring Seven, Raffi, and Jack. Um, these characters, I do not give one hoot about seven a little bit seven i will grant you i thought you said raffi was a little bit interesting too raffi could be that's so my problem with seven is that she's a shadow of the seven that we got in voyager and the 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 thing that made her interesting in voyager was that she was in this in-between state of being human and borg and she was trying to figure out how to become more human the 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 seven we get now is just straight up human for the most part she's kind of past that that threshold and that's good for the character mm-hmm. um you know you want to see her become more human and, and achieve that goal um but the human that's come out is is less interesting than the seven that we had on voyager so she's just a less dynamic character i think jerry ryan's still doing awesome and like she's she's owning that character so mm-hmm. well but i i don't find the character herself that interesting it's just it's not as cool as the seven that we know and love from voyager okay. and that's been a problem for all three seasons of, of picard um but yeah, it's there. Uh, Raffi, yeah, the writers still have no idea what to do with her. Like, even after everything she kind of went through this season, uh, it's just, yeah, like, is she just still this family woman who's not a family person who's also a drug addict? Like, that's still all I know about her is that, and she's very driven and she'll go headlong into things and just cause problems. Mm-hmm. 
fine, I guess. Worf called her a warrior, so we know that. Yeah, and she yeah, and she's she is a good fighter. Like I've enjoyed the the scenes where she's doing that, you know, the blading and the the shooting and the what have you. That that works for Raffi, sure. And maybe maybe in a show like this, she could be the headstrong first officer who's just doing stuff. Before but. you get to Jax, I know you're going to launch into another angry anti-Jack tirade. Yep. There's no confirmation yet that there is going to be any kind of Star Trek legacy show. No. It's something people but, want. It's something yes, that Terry Metalis has said, strongly I do, yeah. hinted at yeah. is a possibility. And I think the end, bringing Q back and having this you know, obsession with the Picard family continue on to the next generation is hinting at that, but this is not being confirmed. So this is all, you know, a a hypothetical show that doesn't exist that you would not want to watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm just, you know, again, we are, we are participants in the online discussion space where everything I see is just like Star Trek legacy. I can't wait for this show to come out. Like, like there, there was a, there was a post on Reddit. It was like, if you had to pick between legacy, like with Jack and Raffi and seven and this Academy show that that's already been greenlit, right. literally nobody picked the Academy show. And for me, I cannot imagine the Academy show could possibly be worse than, than, than the, the legacy one. That's just my, my perspective, my, my point of view. I, I do not care for these characters. I, I mean, it could be if they get, put into interesting uh, situations if they flesh out the rest of the crew if that rest of that bridge crew comes together to um, you know I do like uh, Lieutenant Commander at the end of it LaForge uh, or Lieutenant Junior Grade uh, LaForge Sydney she was I like her character Mm -hmm. so maybe there'd be something there it's a potential I don't know there's still things I don't like my biggest problem though is Jack obviously biggest one um <laughs> he's a self-insert character you just can't glom onto i think is that what it is uh, i mean he kind of, he is very much a self-insert character i've got all these amazing qualities i'll just always think of that speech <laughs> just like that's a that's a mary sue level gary stew in this case yes yeah. it is a self-insert level speech and i it made me cringe just thinking about it right now but um the problem my problem with jack is that they really didn't decide on a character for him um, they have him wanting to be this cool rogue, roguish, uh, jack of all trades, pun intended, kind of guy who can just walk into any room and take over and do all the things and shoot the bad guys and all this stuff. Um, and then, but he's also terrified of human connection and doesn't want to interact with anybody and and pushes everybody away and everything. And it's like you can't have both. Like you, you, you. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, no. I, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay I, grimaced. When no, I said because this. I just I, I don't have nearly as big a problem with this as you do because he's twenty three and you're allowed to not know. You're allowed to put up a front of I'm gonna be this cool, not caring, I'm pushing everybody away, but deep down you actually do want the human connection. You're allowed to be confused about your character. And I don't where I yeah. will agree with you is that I'm not sure that the writers intended for that to be the case (laughs) yeah but it's an unintentional if that if they didn't intend it 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 works because he's a young kid who doesn't know what he wants and doesn't know who he is and is coming to understand that he's he's 23 years old like i know lots of people in their early 20s we were two of them who didn't know how we related to the world until we were probably into our 30s, right? So, I mean, cut him a little bit of slack. He doesn't need to be like Han Solo, you know, fully fleshed out and, and completely and totally set as a character. He's a young guy. It's the first time we've met him. Like, let's see how he evolves. Yeah, and that's my and that's my other problem with though, is that 
we didn't have enough time to see him evolve. We literally got, I mean, I just think of the, the scene where they kind of introduce his character. Um, it's like the flashback when he's selling the guns and yeah. stuff like that. Like that, that's your chance to show us who this person is going to be. And yes, we got a charming roguish man who's, who can, do, who can smooth talk his way out of problems and stuff sure. like that. He is a sociable human being. He enjoys when socializing. He needs to be. Maybe. I don't know. I never saw a version that wasn't that really, except for when he was forced to talk to his dad, which he kind of wanted to do. Like, I, I, I get it, Lindsay. I get where you're coming from. But I feel like in a show where he's he's going to be one of many characters who's going to have character moments, he's only going to get, you know, maybe 25 minutes of dedicated character development time over 10 episodes. I think you have to kind of pick a feeling for him. And if you're the, fe- the whole feeling that you're going for is that he's socially isolated. He cannot make human connections. And that's where the, cl- the emotional climax and the physical climax of the story is going to be. Then really build that up. Like really build up the sense that he is not someone who's comfortable around people. He's, he's been with his mom alone on a ship for 20 years. Like how does he have all these social skills? We, we raised this earlier in the, yeah. in the series. Like I, I just think they needed to pick that angle i would have liked to see an introspective quiet uh socially awkward jack who can also do all these other things that his mom taught him you know i i just think like but they wanted to have him be likable and you know flirty and like (laughs) give him some sex appeal because there's he's the youngest guy on the ship at this point like like I feel like there was just a crossroads for his character and they didn't really mark it off great. And I feel like that's where the interest could lie in in a legacy show, that that's where you can get to explore. Because here's the problem. You sound like you want Jack to have had more character development, but I feel like if you'd gotten that, you would have been mad that you didn't get enough with the rest of the TNG crew. And if we got... Like, I don't don't know how the criticism... Like, what, what... how I, I don't know. I just feel like that that could lead into a new show where we do get to learn more about his his background. This was a show that was about Jack Crusher, but it wasn't. And so we and and the and sense that, that I got of his character was not necessarily that they didn't know what to do with him. It was that he didn't know what to do with himself. And that's where I found it interesting. He's not my favorite character, but I didn't. I yeah. don't slag on the the idea as as much. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like it's it's a fair point. You're, you're right. I'm just it it ultimately was about him and Picard. Like that's what everything built to. Oh yeah, like the whole show was about yeah. legacies and things, yeah. right? So that yeah. kind of makes sense. No. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I then honestly, like when you said that, I would have loved to have had an episode, like maybe episode four or something, is literally just Jack's story. Like, give me an episode devoted entirely to what what brought Jack to that moment or something like that. Give me a whole suite of his stuff because he's going to be so important. And having, and then also you have all these other cool things that you can do with that. Like, uh, you can create some uh, dramatic irony. Uh, between him and Picard, you know, like the fact that they don't have, they don't see the eye to eye. Like, honestly, I would have watched uh, an episode where it ended with Jack being in that bar, mm-hmm. listening to them talking about it. Like it's Jack's exploration for of his own father. Yeah. Explore that in a lot of depth and give me a lot of that before you then turn it into the thing. But yeah. here on the flip side, the rest of the fandom would be in an uproar if you didn't give them enough of the TNG crew. 
yeah. That's and that's that's, that's the, the tough position yeah. that the Star Trek writers have been put in because this fan base can be kind of petulant at times, and so yeah. they have to please everyone, well, and in the process, they risk pleasing no one. And, and and that is my, I didn't do a very good job explaining it off the top, but that was really my kind of uh, thesis for this episode, I guess, is that this show is really not for me. Like I I, I felt like this show was for uh, fans who just who wanted to see their their favorite crew members show up again and and interact and have fun. And again, I I really enjoyed that too, but I wanted it to be more. I wanted it to have that element and more. And I feel like at the end of the at the end of the day, literally at the end of the episodes, uh, it was that. That was the core of it. But you and won't it was watch fine. Star Trek Legacy where it might no. be more. Well, yeah, maybe it would have if those characters can be turned into something interesting, maybe. But I, I, I feel like they, they are so weighted down by the bad writing of Picard, especially all three of those characters have been shaped by writing that in my mind is not the strongest. And these characters are just not interesting to me. Shaw was great. He's dead. Sydney could be good. Maybe. I don't know. It's, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'd probably watch it. I mean, I, we love Trek. We're going to watch all of Trek at some point or another, but I would end up, I'm not excited for the idea of the, the legacy show, at least. So my other uh, major problem with the endings uh, is uh, the whole time jump one at the at the very end, like they move ahead a year and like nothing is dealt with. None of the very pertinent questions about Starfleet, about Section 31, about, um, you know, all the stupid decisions that were made to allow the changelings to come in. It's all just wrapped up in a neat little bow and Crusher's head of Starfleet Medical and Picard's an admiral again. Their son, the Nepo baby, got, you know, like the he didn't even have to go to the Academy after one year. He's a he's an he's an acting ensign, just like his brother, I guess. Mm -hmm. Fair, actually. Um, You know, like that that whole None of those issues were dealt with at all. This is this show. The biggest, my biggest problem with the show, really, uh, beyond Jack Crusher, is that uh, it does not care about any of the philosophical questions that are raised. Yeah, it just brought them up and let them. Sit. It is. It is one of the biggest missed opportunities. I was really yeah. hoping to see the fallout of what this attack has done to this galaxy spanning. Well, maybe not whole galaxy. The quadrant spanning institution that yeah. is. Starfleet and within the Federation itself, like how do you come back from having your entire military arm compromised to such an insane degree and to lose so much institutional knowledge with all the the dead officers that yeah. your young people have killed yeah. and you've lost a bunch of ships and you've like exposed intelligence um, <laughs> gaps in in your military intelligence yeah. to like a, a like there's just so many things that. There are so many things that were not answered that I wanted to be answered. And like, okay, I totally understand wanting to have a happy ending. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like if they if they needed this to be the final episode, there should have been one more episode before this where they dealt with it or half an episode where they dealt with it or something like condense something from earlier on in the season. If you needed it to be 10 episodes and then and then address it like. How do these people go back to normal? Especially when you had characters within within the show commenting on how much of a bad decision this was, and yeah, like, yeah. and then to not have it referenced, yeah. and everybody is still just part of Starfleet. Still, <laughs> yeah. like, how would you ever be? How would Jordy ever be able to trust 
in the organizational structure that led to him having to pull the Enterprise D out of like yeah. deep storage. Like what Picard was already questioning his his loyalty to Starfleet at the start of season at one. At the very start of season one, <laughs> and and he's still just like, "Yep, hunky dory, I'm going to be an admiral." Yeah, like. I want I want him to grapple with it. He and yeah. he and Crusher nearly went against everything, their entire moral code, because of this compromise situation that Starfleet had put them in, and they're still sending their kid off to be on the flagship. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a year is not a long enough period of time for those things to just be glossed over, no. for everything to be fixed, yeah. and for nobody to be caring about it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe time works differently in the twenty fifth century. And a year is different. I don't know. I, yeah. No, I, I, 100%. It, it just feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. And that's, again, that's a Picard series hallmark is that they just, they, they raise things. They don't really deal with. I can't say it's only Picard. It's television today does this a lot. Yeah. Unless you're talking about a show that like where the writing is first and foremost, like a a show. Well, I was going to say Mad Men, but Mad Men suffered from this too. Um, but like where everything is very tight and everything is, is very, I don't know. There's, there's just something I feel like TV today feels very loosey goosey and they bring things up for how it'll look or how it'll yeah. play in the moment, yeah. but without any thought well, yeah. to the long-term consequences of it's, it. It's Yeah. It's like, uh, Game of Thrones season one through four was amazing at that because if you brought something up then you dealt with there it was later be on. A payoff. There yeah, there was like like the red wedding is the result of something that happens in season two. Yeah. Basically. And it happens at the end of season four or five, I can't remember mm-hmm. now. Um and it's like because that's what happened. There, there are consequences to those actions yeah. that the characters have made. And then by season eight there's like nobody dies and they're fighting the White Walkers and whatever. You know, it's just like yeah. there there were no consequences. They've just completely removed that because the they want to see something cool. Like yeah. Arya just stabbing the ice queen or whatever it was like King. whatever. Uh like like yeah and, and that's just what's happened. And I mean, everybody hated <laughs> late Game of Thrones, partially for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like TV executives and writers are just like, no, that's the cool shit. Like, we got to get back yeah. to that half of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's like, no, you missed the point. No, and that and that's. But I can't fault just Picard for that. No, it's you're not right. No, just absolutely. A like, it's, yeah, it's a it's a broader television issue. TV is competing with Marvel films to try and be the biggest spectacle marvel films deal with stuff more better than no no i know but i I mean in terms of like special effects and 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 moments they're trying to create moments moments as opposed to creating stories there's not as much of a storytelling arc or you know they tried this is probably the better the best of the three seasons is the best of the the three seasons for that but it still falls into a lot of those traps that tv just falls into to that end Oh. Um, my other issue with the ending, well, my second issue with the ending is the final shot of the poker table. I mean, it, it kind of works. I know, Lindsay, you kind of disagreed with me oh, on this I one. Oh, I hard disagree with you on this one. <laughs> but to me, it was so indicative of we have nothing new to contribute to these characters. Let's just literally end it on the exact same note we ended it with 30 years earlier. Why... Why? Why? Like, is, why? No, 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 no. This is a show about found families. This is showing that even after everything, we can still come together and play a game of poker. I'll allow yeah. it because it's these seven characters. If it had been seven yeah. randos, I probably wouldn't have. But it was these seven characters. It was 
it was total fan service. It was nostalgia bait to the like maximum highest setting, but it it doesn't need to bring anything new. We can have these characters joking around at the end of it all, and and I thought that was a really fitting send off for them because this was supposed to be the last yeah. like a better send off for these characters and. Nemesis, Nemesis for was. sure, yeah, yeah. And so why not? Like, it was a great send-off the first time, and then we had the four movies that kind of dragged it through the mud. So let's elevate it. Let's have that be the last thing we see. Of these guys. Of yeah, these guys. Yeah, okay. You know what? Fair. It's hokey. It is very I'll hokey. But allow it. But, you know, and, and like, they also reused, like, the opening shot uh, yeah. when they're passing through the, the And you loved desk. it. You gripped my hand and like, you yeah. were, like, in tears. So make up your mind. Are you in it for the nostalgia or not? <laughs> Do you like the, the nostalgia or not? You're all uh, over the place. I'm all you don't the place. know what I you can't, want. I can't decide, but uh, <laughs> I did not. It, it struck me. as I think it was just because, like, the whole episode had me rolling my eyes so often that I was kind of in the eye-rolling habit at that point. Um, but the ultimate eye-roll was to come at the very end. With Q just showing up to Jack. Yeah, so this was the like if you're if you're if you haven't seen the episode, why maybe, you, why you want, maybe, why are you listening to us? Yeah, whatever. But Q <laughs> at the like end credit sequence, which is like teased and and people said like don't shut it off beforehand. It was like everybody was talking mm. about the scene, and for it to be Q again, I was like that. Yeah, it's well, it's it was a bit of an anticlimax. It was an anticlimax, and for me again, it's just like no, okay, we have literally nothing to do new to introduce these characters, like to to do in the world of Star Trek. We are just we're bringing back Q literally from the dead. We've resurrected him. We killed him last season, uh, and then retconned it away with a sentence. Well, that's uh, <laughs> the other problem is the the fact that this season did a lot of retconning rather than deal with the fallout of decisions that were made last season. They just retcon the shit out of everything, and yeah. that. I already talked about how that yeah, bothers yeah, me, yeah. but but but, it's true. but Q had a good send off last season. I thought that was a good way to end it. His time yeah. with Picard was done, yeah. And now Jack Picard's here, and he has to harass him. Yes, I don't see the need for that. No, like it's cool. You want John Delancey back? Who Fine. doesn't? Yeah, but but I mean, he is getting old too. <laughs> like he can't he can't keep showing up for intense ten years from now. Like. So, well, maybe he can. Uh, well, he has his own son, which, again, we also haven't met. We're about three episodes away from Q's teenage son yeah. showing up to Janeway. Um, but yeah, so again, yeah, it was just like, really, like even you're setting up the the new show to just completely retread the ground of the old show that you just put to bed. It just hurt. It hurt me a little bit. But that that's fine. It's fine. Um, except it's uh, it's a symptom of this small galaxy syndrome that we've talked about at, uh, at length. I I mean, like I think it was uh, Crusher being like, "Oh, if Earth falls, the whole galaxy is going to fall." It's like, no, there's well, a united federation of planets. Yeah, but it, Earth a, is a kind of an important planet for sure, whatever yeah, reason. Of course it's, it's important. It's had like you know, there's a lot of headquarters and things located on Earth. So I mean, it's not like it's an it's a just one of a hundred thousand planets that doesn't matter, but just, it is it is a failing. But that's something you get in any any sci-fi universe that is set in our future. Earth is going to take center stage. That is absolutely not true. There's so many ones where Earth in, they don't even know where Earth is anymore because they've been off of Earth for so oh, long. Oh, okay. It's a, if it's ten thousand years from now, yeah, like, but well, I yeah, mean, it's, Dune, it's you know? something that that does have. Well, is Dune set in our future? Yeah, well, yeah, it's like seventy thousand years in the future. Oh. Yeah. Either way, I just it's it's not. 
if you're mad about it here, you have to be mad about it every every time you see this happening. I, and I do. Like okay. honestly, like I I uh, I've I've mentioned it many times. I've been playing Mass Effect while we've been watching this season, and the fact that like oh the the Reapers are arriving on Earth. Spoilers for Mass Effect Three. Oh no, Earth is gonna fall. It's such a thing. It's like yeah, there's motherfucking like twenty thousand planets out there, and they're all got people living on them, and they're all gonna get killed. But let's just talk about Earth a lot. It bothers me there too. It's how you hook your Earth audience. It, Absolutely. Totally get it. I'm just saying. Um, and like, again, this one bothers me less because your point in the notes is very valid, Lindsay, but like, there's like five people who can save the galaxy again. And it's like, fine, fine. Yeah. But, you know, in previous galaxy saving scenarios that we found our characters there are there's a role for other people to do things like the dominion war was not won solely by cisco um although him going into the wormhole and talking to the prophets definitely helped but like you know there's the whole galaxies involved in this and the romulans have to get involved and you have to pick an angle you have to pick a viewpoint to see a story from and this chose its viewpoint it's the tng yeah that's true reunion show yeah and fine i guess i just it's like there's literally nothing else going on in this guy it just it hurt it, i i i can't i i loved star trek uh, especially ds9 and voyager and tng for the fact that they made the universe feel alive and they made the universe feel big and who knows what's out there and now it doesn't fucking matter because nine geriatrics are gonna say <laughs> it's like that's fine also i guess but again it's it's just this nostalgia trip purely um and my other uh, small galaxy thing is about Jack himself. Like this, this guy doesn't go through the full Academy experience. He gets this the uh, Kirk from the 2009 film treatment where he he hotboxes uh, the Starfleet Academy, and that's not the right phrase. No, it's not no. at all. He uh, skips. Yeah, yeah. He, Academy. From, he <laughs> got the, the entire Academy high. A contact maybe, maybe high for like, the entire academy. I mean, he, or can't he contr- skipped it. He can control their brains, so I'm just saying, like, there's, there's something there. But anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that part. There's so many jokes. He's a nepo baby. Yeah, he's a nepo baby. It's fine. And that's allowed. Yeah, all the jokes about it are he's, accurate, though. He's yeah, he's they are deserved. For Starfleet to put you on such an accelerated track. Trust me, it's an honor. Well, nepotism. I think the family name might have helped just a touch. Okay, okay, Lindsay, I've got way too many complaints, so I'm going to just do you one do more. You do have I'm way too many complaints. One more. I'm cutting out a lot of our <laughs> notes here, uh, but my what, another big one that bothered me was uh, the little Mind Palace scene with Jack and Picard inside the Collective. Um, I just, that didn't make any sense to me. Why not? What, because what the whole point like is it? a Collective, and then there's just two guys. Yeah, but there's supposed to be billions of voices and and things going on. Like, why would the queen not just show up right next to them and also sway the conversation? She's in there. I don't know that it was necessarily (laughs) a representation of the Borg collective mind palace. I feel like it was more a, a connection between these two individuals, like it was for the partition scene with data where it was more like, and I don't know. I just feel like I don't, you had to represent it somehow. Like, I don't know how else you represent that. Well, that I didn't conversation. want, I, it didn't make any sense. Like Picard, once he's Borgified, he's a Borg. But he wasn't Borg, Borgified. He, he was, was, he implanted himself yeah, into the Borg. That, <gasps> that becomes Borg. He stops being Picard. And I, <laughs> I just, that's that, that, that really bothered me. Cause it's just like, 
okay, I guess none of the rules, nothing that we've learned about the Borg matters anymore. Where did we learn about the that Borg? Once that- you get assimilated, once they jab the little narrow things in your thing, you're no longer human. You are becoming Borg and you become Borg right away. And you but we've never seen what that looks like on the inside. So why does this break all bounds because of... Picard was just himself in there. He wasn't getting turned into anything. And Jack and was yet, himself. That and episode was... where a Voyager where Seven was connecting with all the other Borg and they were living on the planet and she had a boyfriend and all that. You made Matrix Zero. Thank you. It, <laughs> that existed. They weren't Borg in that dream world. That so dream why, why does it have to be... Okay. You know what, Lindsay? I'm just saying it... I hated it. I hated it every moment of it, but it allowed it allowed for the sweet moment that I did enjoy. So I will again. I will give it a pass. Um, yeah, I, except for <laughs> except for the montage, the little like thirty second or thirteen second monologue or montage story of Jack and Picard's exchanges throughout the series. It was very. Uh, how did it you... was a little Sarah McLachlan. I will remember you. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Trite. Yeah. So I, I just, and I just laughed like when I saw him, like, what? Like, we're, we're supposed to like, is this supposed to be meaningful for us? Because it really, yeah, it, it just, it struck, struck no nerves whatsoever. So, okay, I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm not. No DS9 character cameo hurt my soul. Worf was in it. Oh, you're right. I always forget. I, someone online posted that, uh, they wish Worf would have mentioned Jadzia or something yeah. at some point. And I was like, yeah, you know, because he, he really does seem more chill. And I feel like part of it probably is because Dax was, you know, a good influence on him. Maybe. So uh, just saying, just saying. That's it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Lindsay, what did you dislike about this this episode? Um. Well, I think renaming the Titan as the Enterprise G, I thought, yeah. was a weird choice. Yeah. It felt like a demotion. Yes. Like having your flagship go from like galaxy odyssey class like these ginormous diplomatic ships to a neo-constitution class ship i don't know it just felt like a step backwards yeah and then it it kind of comes to this idea of the new starfleet a year later they've rebranded themselves (laughs) and and i i saw a discussion online that it could signal a return to like the cowboy diplomacy of the kirk era star trek years right Okay. Where the Constitution class, a smaller crew, yeah. um, you know, maybe not about the the grand political diplomacy yeah. that, that the Enterprise has been known for since the next generation onward. But again, that's something that I want to see reflected in the rest of Starfleet. So we need to have conversations about what happened, yeah. what's, what... What was the fallout of all of the stuff that happened that led them to decide we're going to go back to this, if that's the case? Like, I don't know. I just, not that I have any problem with the Constitution or the Neo-Constitution class ship or I'm not sizist or anything like that. It just (laughs) felt strange. Like, I would have rolled my eyes, but it would have made more sense to me if the ship had been called the Picard. Which I think it was supposed to be. That's what I expected. Yeah, and I think a lot of people online were like, obviously, I think that's how they told... Patrick Stewart, like, you're going to look and it's going to be called the, the USS Picard. And I'm like, that makes sense. And then they just changed Because it. his reaction didn't fit for it being called the, the Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. If it was the Enterprise, would be like, oh, cool. It's the Enterprise. Yeah. Back again. Yeah. I'm like, you know? yeah, I'm proud of you, son. You yeah. get to be on the Enterprise yeah. like I was. Yeah. But to call it the Picard. It brings a tear to your eye. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Makes sense. Names mean almost everything. I think... 
Beverly Crusher was a bit of a disappointment for me this season. And I say that fully acknowledging that Gates McFadden says this, that she got a lot to do and she was very happy with it. So, I mean, I feel like I don't have any right to be critical because (laughs) the actor portraying the character really liked what they did. But I still feel like this was, she had some amazing moments at the beginning Mm -hmm. where she was like, mama bear fighting to protect her son on the run like all of those those cool things she's she's learned a lot in the 20 years that she's been away from everybody else right um once jean-luc picard came into the picture again she was no longer she became like an emotional mess and he was the one who had to step up and take charge and i felt like at least acknowledge the fact like Picard kind of did in at the end where he said like you've been taking care of him let me do do it now fine but I just felt like she she can do more she's shown that she's capable of doing why was she not going down to try and rescue her son from the Borg yeah yeah Jack Crusher was Beverly Crusher's son until Jean-Luc Picard came along and then all of a sudden he was Jean-Luc Picard's son yeah, and Beverly yeah. Crusher no longer Existed. mattered. Yeah, yeah. And that bothered me. I've mentioned so it a, much, yeah. a lot over the course of a few episodes that, that her role started to diminish. Mm-hmm. And she became just kind of weepy and passive. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was more of the same ground that we've trod so many times with powerful women characters. Um, especially with like Crusher and Troy who got shafted in the movies. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted something more for her at the end. Everybody got a reunion of some sort. Um, Why couldn't they have brought back Wesley for that? You know, to at least acknowledge the fact that she has this life outside of like being the incubator for Picard's Borg baby. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like it just felt. Yep. I was not happy. No, I I 100% agree. Um, Yeah. And you have a note here that I think like, gets at what they were trying to do, which is like mm-hmm. they were trying to show like the connections between Yeah, like the found they, family yeah. and then the families that you like create. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the connections between those yeah. this season. But it really didn't work for her because as soon as Picard showed up, that was the family. And it wasn't like that was I complained about it last uh, last episode where I'm like, can Crusher, Picard and Jack yeah. have a scene together? And they didn't. They just, they refuse to. Like, yeah. they, they just never Until went Until the end where it's kind of, sort of implied that yeah. they're doing some kind of, like, co-parenting modern family kind of situation. It's not clear that they're together. And I hope oh, I they're they not. Are. Oh, I hope they are. I hope they have happily ever after. Whatever happened to Laris? No, she's gone. She's out of the picture. See, and that bothers me too. Yeah. I didn't even think about, forgot to mention that. <laughs> um, let's move on to the thing that really bothered me the most, though. Yep. The best part of this season, hands down, was the first seven episodes with Vatican the Changelings. Yeah. She created, Emetta Plummer in that role created one of the scariest, most unhinged villains since Khan, probably. Mm. Name another one. The original Borg. Yeah, but they were they were they're different. Not, they're not unhinged. Like yeah. she, her portrayal was scary in like an I don't know what they're gonna do, do next yeah, yeah. kind of way. Yeah. Whereas the Borg, we always knew what they were gonna do, and they were they were terrifying. Yeah, but the changelings were even though it's a return of an old enemy, they were evolved, they were different, they had this Man, new way of yeah. like infiltrating spaces, and you didn't know who was who. And she that was, was she made it so personal. Yeah, and, like, and she was so genuinely angry about it. terrifying. Yeah. Right. 
And then they killed her. And I was like, okay, so we're going to get, like, there's a bigger bad out mm-hmm. there. And for it to be revealed that it was not only an old enemy in the Borg, but, like, a half-dead, weakened, <laughs> yeah. I've been cannibalizing my crew Borg queen, who has somehow made an alliance with this much po- m- more powerful scary changeling force and they aren't the ones in charge i just felt like that reveal was a bit of a letdown like it no it was more than a bit of a letdown i was i was really disappointed i wanted to see something truly like mind-blowingly scary and i don't know how my heroes are going to get out of this which is what I felt with the changelings, which is what I felt when the Titan was spinning down into the nebula. Yeah, I'm like, how yeah. are they going to get out of this? But we knew how they were going to get out of the Borg cube. Yeah. There was there was no way that that wasn't going to end yeah. positively. Yeah. So where was the tension? Yeah, there wasn't. We were relying on years of previous encounters with the Borg to inform the tension, but it just wasn't there on the screen. And I think that I liked the evolved Borg a lot i thought that was cool like this hybrid no no well both evolved changeling but then the the evolution of the borg to be like like sydney as the borg and and like all these these human nodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like that that was that was cool they did something different with it Mm -hmm. let's have that be more of a thing but we just fell back on a on a very much retreading the old ground with an old enemy Mm -hmm. who's just really angry about being spurned and and hurt by you in the past it just it really didn't work for me yeah no i that's fair i and i i thought you know honestly thinking about it now if the last two episodes were if the borg didn't exist in Mm -hmm. this season and it was just the changelings um and the changelings whole purpose was like to destroy starfleet and the federation Mm -hmm. by just exposing that they're the bad guys how cool would that's that that's so much more damaging right? to starfleet like because it, it's not just for the about the demilitarization a, of the federation absolutely. and, and like, then you have like a whole group of people on all the planets who are like this is we're gonna march in the streets yeah. and we're not gonna believe anything that starfleet is saying and all of a sudden you're doing what sci-fi does and you're taking a <laughs> you're modern day issue yeah. and you're commenting on it and yeah. like that would have been better. That would have been so much better. <laughs> but it doesn't involve, you know, a, a, a flight through a board cube right. with the cool sabotage visuals. playing. Yeah. We have to link those. We'll, we'll link some that. really great fan edits. Of, yeah. I personally like the Beach Boys one. Yeah, that was really good too. But. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, how would you kick back with your found family uh, if you'd reunited after 30 years? The same way that our crew did at the end of this episode with the game Amazing. of poker. Uh, I fold, okay? Oh, Seriously? With yeah. two cards? introducing a new way to play pokergalaxy.net your premier source for card gaming entertainment challenge yourself and others in the high stakes world of online poker now networked up across the entire fleet because we've never learned our lesson (laughs) we've got it all learn the basics in our poker academy where the best players from across the galaxy will teach you the tricks of the trade then jump into any game from anywhere pick your poison texas hold'em or hilo andoria five card stud or rice of six cards whatever that is 
Organize a friendly game for you and your mates for bragging rights or any up at any one of the many high rollers tables. Mm -hmm. The best part is everyone can be a winner. That's right. Anyone can earn a spot in our galactic series of poker <laughs> held annually on Ferenginar. Maybe you will be this year's top dog and walk away with 5,000 bars of gold press latinum. Must be spent on Ferenginar. Never again be caught with your pants down during an away mission with senior officers. Unless you're playing Orion strip poker, that is. <laughs> Join today and keep your account loaded with the minimum Latin requirements and we'll waive your annual membership fee. So you'll always be in the game. Ready, set, let's play. Now, Lindsay, you'd asked me to uh, record that. Um, I did. And, and you wanted it to be like a, a deep throaty answer for us, but like your, yours is much better. <laughs> like yours was just like, you, you nailed it. I wanted I, you to do it like a monster truck rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I could do it justice. No no, no more better than you could. Uh, you just did. So uh, the only thing it. I wasn't able to work in was a reference to Fizbin, but you yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it could have been one of the games you mentioned. But, yeah, but yeah. it's not really poker. Or is it? Or is it? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, he was making up the rules as he went along. So, yeah, it's fair. Set a course for Metallus system, maximum warp, tactical, ready torpedoes and phases. I don't know what we're walking into here. Out. It's just so cozy. Big Slog, Stardate 1964.2. In the throes of another one of Commander Aiden's tirades against the season of television, it occurred to me that perhaps all he needs, apart from his binky and a pacifier apparently, is the opportunity to rewrite history. The question I want to put to him, if you could make one change to bring these 10 episodes closer in line with what you would have liked the season to be, what would you do? Okay, I reject the binky comments, okay? I haven't Why? had one of those in a long time. <laughs> yeah, but it pacified you, didn't it? <laughs> Just crawl up with your binky and cry a little bit because you didn't like the TV show made you have feelings you don't like. Where do you where do you think I got the what? I enjoyed the show. I just didn't enjoy. I well, would enjoyed sure it more. Well, you sure are highly critical of a show you claim to have enjoyed. I am critical of most of the things I enjoy, and that's because I have an English degree, and I was taught to be critical <laughs> about the things that I engage with. Okay, so I'm sorry. It was you know instilled in me after four long. Well, years. then use that incredible brain of yours. Get to rid of Jack. Get rid of Jack Crusher. There's really? no Jack Crusher in this season. Okay. It, there's no inciting incident that way. Otherwise, I would keep everything the same. I'd probably get rid of the Borg too, but... So who is, who's the... Who's the catalyst for all of this? Yeah. Picard. They just need to get Picard back. He still has his body or whatever they... Whatever... I, I don't like the Borg system, but I just think 90% uh, of this show could kind of happen without Jack. I think hmm. you can still have changelings infiltrating Starfleet. You can still have... Again, I'd probably get rid of the Borg being the big bad guy, but you can have a big bad guy behind the changelings even mm -hmm. if you really wanted. Um, but I'd, I'd wanted to focus. I, I don't like that Picard found a family and then he yeah rejected, he that, rejected family that family for, for the family he created. Yeah, which he didn't know he created. That just hurt and me. I never really wanted and yeah, like, seemed to not care for at all. Yeah, and it's like, kids. and yet, and yet yeah, yeah, there yeah, is okay. the scene in Generations where he, you know, he was yep. crying about not having that legacy and True. he did want it. And I feel like that was, that was a nice exploration of that character. Um, but I just didn't see it. I, I feel like he'd made peace with it over mm -hmm. uh, even the last two seasons of Picard. You know, he'd kind of like, you know. Yeah outgrown the need for that yeah. and then have it show up and turn Suddenly up his life upside down. Yeah. Existence. Yeah. It was just, it felt a little off. I get what they were, how they tried to turn it into 
uh, a really nice shift for the character and to an extent they were successful like honestly like like i mentioned i liked that scene where picard hugs his son and Mm -hmm. he's just like i'm gonna stay with you to the bitter end we can kill all the people in starfleet and destroy paris together Mm -hmm. uh you know like he he's willing to sacrifice himself and that in that way um but i just i feel like the the show again didn't do a great job with jack yeah and didn't uh didn't go very very well from there on out so that would be my biggest thing i would have gotten rid of that as the plot device and found something else just found something to focus on that okay we're gonna undercut the role of starfleet yeah 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 what about you Lindsay? um i think in keeping with the idea of making the changelings the big bad Mm -hmm. i would have liked yeah get rid of the borg entirely have the changelings be the ones that come back and then incorporate the deep space nine characters Mm -hmm. and um especially Cisco coming back in some yeah, emissary okay. form yeah. to maybe maybe um the the crew that the geriatric crew as you call them saving the day is really just a sideshow in a much larger battle that they don't realize they're in until the very end when yeah. Cisco's like ah everything worked out as i planned and they're like <laughs> wait a minute what are you talking about or or something like that like i i do feel like i feel like deep space 9 got the short shrift and um, it always has, and I'm very sad about that because it's probably, it's almost my favorite Star Trek show. Yeah, yeah. And and to have the changelings brought back and not have Julian Bashir, who yeah. like knew everything there was to yeah. know about, about changelings, yeah, yeah. and uh, or um, to have Chief O'Brien come back and or like figure out some way to fix the transporters. You know, which could still have been in use to make everybody changelings, yeah. like we thought back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, the paw wraiths, yeah. which apparently were not even considered. <laughs> like I, I read yeah. that Terry Metalis said that he was shocked that people were theorizing that it could have been the paw wraiths, yeah. and it's like, dude, you were telegraphing it pretty hard <laughs> that it, you know, that this was a Deep Space Nine. You know, yeah, and you, you did adjacent. use Deep Space Nine, yeah. bad guys. Like, how could you not, not think yeah. that it was going to be? Whatever. I just think that that would have been... And then, yeah, I like your idea or the idea that you brought up about um, uh, making this not the physical destruction, but the psychological destruction of Starfleet, Mm. I think would have made for a much stronger episode. And that could have happened um, without the Borg. Yeah. But then it wouldn't have been a Picard show. A Picard show has to deal with the Borg. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. That bothers me too, but... Uh, and Lindsay, you did have a sub question. Yeah, just a silly one to lead us out of our, you know, season uh, about Picard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what would be your "make the ship go" phrase? I mean, I've I've thought about it for so long, and like, I feel like "let's go" or something. It would be like yeah. something simple that you would just say, like, as a casual thing, and just like you had a little, you had a little spin on it. You just yeah. like let's go you know like yeah, you yeah. give it a little a little verbiage does that make sense yeah okay you turn it into a verb you know like even if it's a simple thing uh we were talking about what uh sevens would be and you know comply or uh what was the other one the that? one that people online really liked was proceed proceed that would yeah like i'd, I'd hit go if she said well, that. And, and this, yeah well totally but mm. these are these are things that we've uh, thought about a lot. Yeah, I think as I all think, Star Trek fans do. I think, yeah. I think mine would have to be something like, um, "Start me up," you know, like the Rolling Stones song plays yeah. every time I, you know, even if you're like in a life or death moment. Yeah, yeah. 
Just Mick Jagger on the on the comms. Everybody's like, God damn it. Everybody else is dead. You're just you on the bridge with like on bare minimum. I still am. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. No, I've probably great. got better ones. I know. I think we did this as like a Twitter poll back when we had Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and I feel like we had some good ones uh, that came out of that, but I don't remember any of them. Punch so. it. Hit it. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of striking going Bop on. Bop it. But Twist <laughs> it. Twist it. <laughs> I'm there for it. Sounds great. I would like the ship to go. Now. So, Lindsay, this has brought us to the end of Picard. Yeah. Um, I did a, my fair share of bitching. Uh, I apologize. Yep. Again, I feel like the, the if you loved this season of Picard in particular, I am so happy for you. Like, honestly, I there were... The nostalgia was fun. I will not deny anybody the joy of watching your favorite characters get back together and play yes. a, a game of poker. It, it is fun. I love it. Um, I just wanted more. That That's where I finished the series. And I kind of felt like that about every season of Picard. Is like I wanted more. I feel like this format just didn't work for me um, with Picard and... Now, even with the, even with these characters, I've said it many times on this podcast in the last ten episodes that Picard comes to life when he's surrounded by the TNG crew, and he really did here, um, even right to the very end with the poker game. Um, but yeah, it, it's over now. I I also wanted to say just that uh, I think that if you didn't like this season, and I'm looking at you, Aiden, you are looking at me. Didn't like this season, um, suck it up. Uh, write some fanfic make it I, I think no I, in all seriousness I feel like that's why it doesn't bother me at all yeah because it's just a TV show and <laughs> I've been writing fanfiction since I was 12 yeah where I change what's fix happened whatever, fix yeah. whatever I didn't like yeah. and then that can exist right alongside whatever was canon and so it just doesn't bother me. It's it. I don't understand the 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 way that some fans feel so entitled to have things their way that they need to like twist themselves in pretzels in order to like I don't know. Yeah. No, bitch I know about it. Well, yeah. Like I I again I mine's it probably comes off as being like from a bad place, but really it's from a good place. I just wanted to. I think it, I think it could have been stronger in certain ways, but I might have been wrong. I mean, maybe if they did it my way, you'd be looking at it and be like, "Wow, this this fucking sucked." Like, there's a very good chance of that. So, well, no, I, I and you're right. I think that um, wanting more and expecting more and not getting it is valid. Feeling yeah. bad about that is valid. No, and and again, like I'm not like really de- degrading anybody's contributions or you know except if, Jack's. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. But but even like like uh, what's his name? The guy who played him, Ed Spilliers. Like yeah. he did a good job. Like he's he's quite good as Jack. I enjoyed it, especially when he was Borg and he was coming on the bridge, kind of awkwardly and stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah. "Mom, like I'm Borg again." <laughs> like, like it was just like he's just he's a good actor and and I, yeah. I've enjoyed him in the, the whole series. But um, yeah, just I had issues with his character. But yeah, I think the this is coming to it. This section has come to an end and it's actually a nice segue into what we're going to do next which is uh we're going back to our bi-weekly season by season breakdown thank god yeah take two weeks in between oh man this has been i'm tired (laughs) 
it's hard going back to once a week. This has been a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to doing season one. Uh, I think a uh, slight disclaimer: we did record seasons one and two uh, before, before this, Picard, yes. so we might even have made a few references to like, oh, and in Picard season two, and yes. we don't mention season three. That's yeah. because uh, we recorded it out of order at this point. So yeah. months uh, ago. Yeah, it's so just a, a heads up on that. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us for this long discussion, Lindsay. Yes. Any parting words from you about? the Picard journey that we've just gone on. Live long and prosper. Nice. Nice. I like Were you expecting me to say something else? Did you want me to have words of wisdom? No. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. You want me to start saying that instead? Okay. It's not as catchy. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast fix. We love to talk Star Trek with our fellow nerds and would love to hear from you if you have thoughts or ideas about any of our discussions or the topics we've brought up. You can reach out to us on Twitter, that's at TheBixPod, or by email at TheBixPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Beam us up, Scotty.